Hello and welcome to In Conversation With, a podcast from The Lancet Haematology. It's July 2023 and I'm Emma Cookson. This month, I'm delighted to be joined by Oriefi Odaijaje from Dana-Farber Cancer Institute, Boston, and Thomas Kuzmarski from Fred Hutchinson Cancer Center, Seattle, whose new research on the association between pre-existing mental health disorders and survival in patients with diffuse large B-cell lymphoma is published in our issue this month. So, Ori and Thomas, thank you very much for joining me today. Can we start with just some background behind the study, including why it was done and what your aims were? Thank you, Emma. Uh, So this study was really informed by my clinical practice. I take care of patients with lymphoma and I observed that several patients were experiencing anxiety and depression symptoms. Some had a history of these issues, which were then exacerbated in the context of their lymphoma diagnosis. While for others, it was um, a new development in the setting of being diagnosed with lymphoma. This clinical observation motivated me to review the literature regarding the prevalence and the impact of mental health disorders for patients with lymphoma. I was also very interested in whether and how mental health disorders may impact the disease trajectory and survival for patients with lymphoma. I was quite surprised that when I reviewed the literature, there was very little published data in this area for patients with lymphoma. While prior research has shown a potential link between mental health and survival for some solid malignancies such as breast cancer, there were few studies focused on lymphoma and no published studies focused on diffuse light B-cell lymphoma, which is the most common subtype of lymphoma. It was in this context that our research team was motivated to conduct this study to examine the relationship between mental health disorders and survival in patients with diffuse large B-cell lymphoma. So this specific study that we undertook was a large population-based study of older adults, which we defined as age 67 and older, who were diagnosed with diffuse large B-cell lymphoma in the United States between 2001 and 2013. To conduct this study, we used data from a group of cancer registries in the United States called the Surveillance Epidemiology and End Results Registries, and we linked this to the billing claims data from a federally funded health insurance program for older adults in the United States called Medicare. We had two key aims for this study. The first was to examine the potential effect that pre-existing mental health disorders specifically depression, anxiety, or both, had an overall survival for patients newly diagnosed with diffuse large B-cell lymphoma. While the second aim was to examine the effect that these conditions had on lymphoma-specific survival. That's great, thank you, it's a good summary. So can you summarize the main findings of the study? Um, Yes, absolutely. Uh, Thank you so much, Dr. Cookson, and such a pleasure uh, to be here today. There were three main findings from this study. First, we found that in the study cohort of over 13,000 older adults with diffuse large B-cell lymphoma, 15.8% of them, which is nearly one in six individuals, had depression, anxiety, or both of these mental health disorders within a two-year period prior to their lymphoma diagnosis. This suggests a substantial prevalence of pre-existing mental health disorders. Second, we found that patients with these pre-existing mental health disorders had significantly lower overall uh, survival. The five-year survival 
was 27% for patients with these pre-existing mental health disorders, whereas it was 37% for those patients without the disorders. If you look at just those individuals with depression, the overall five-year survival was even lower at 23%. So the depression alone group uh, had the worst overall survival in our study. And um, of note, we adjusted our analyses for factors that could confound the relationship um, between mental health disorders and survival. Um, so these factors included age, uh, sex, race, ethnicity, uh, marital status, income, education, lymphoma stage, any lymphoma B symptoms, uh, such as fevers, night sweats, or weight loss, and patient uh, comorbidity. And for our third major finding, we looked at five-year uh, lymphoma-specific survival. We found that having depression, anxiety, or both disorders, again, conferred lower uh, lymphoma-specific survival with a five-year survival rate of 42% for individuals with these mental health disorders compared to 51% uh, without. And when we stratified by a specific mental health disorder, the strongest effect on the lymphoma-specific survival was again seen uh, in patients with depression alone. So overall, uh, our results suggest that pre-existing mental health disorders, such as depression and anxiety, can be prognostic, and they highlight the need for more systematic mental health screening and treatment for patients diagnosed with diffuse large B-cell lymphoma. Okay, that's great. Thank you. So definitely very, very interesting findings. And before we go on to talk about um, the possible clinical implications. If we just discuss briefly the possible limitations of the study. So you mentioned in the paper that there's uh, possible issues with the generalizability of the study cohort. Uh, so could you just talk a little bit more about this and then possible other limitations as well? Yes. Yeah, I'd, happy, I'd be happy to talk a little bit more about the limitations. Um, so because our cohort uh, used the SEER Medicare database, it only included patients who were aged 67 years or older. Uh, this means that the results of our study may not be generalizable to younger populations. Um, that being said, the average age of diagnosis for diffuse large B-cell lymphoma is 66, so we feel that our findings can still be applied to a large portion of the diffuse large B-cell lymphoma population. One other important limitation is that our study used uh, billing claims data to measure depression and anxiety. And as a result, it probably underestimates the true rates of these disorders. Uh, physicians may not file a billing claim for various reasons. Uh, for example, the patient uh, may only have mild psychological symptoms, or the patient has multiple competing medical problems, and as a result, has numerous other billing claims that are prioritized by the physician. In terms of other limitations to our study, uh, our co cohort was based in the United States and was predominantly white. So it's important to acknowledge that prevalence and impact of mental health disorders for patients with diffuse large B-cell lymphoma may differ in other parts of the world. And one final limitation uh, that I'll mention is that our current analyses could not uncover the specific mechanism for decreased uh, survival among patients with pre-existing mental health disorders. And we feel that this is a very important area for future research. Yeah, thank you. Um, so that leads into my next question a little bit. So, Ori, could you talk about what the possible reasons for the worst survival seen in patients uh, with pre-existing depression, anxiety, or both could be? Uh, appreciating that this is kind of speculation at this stage a little bit, but it'd still be very interesting to know to, uh, what you think about these findings. 
Yeah, thank you so much for that question, Emma. This is uh, something that our research team really spent time thinking about and trying to come up with different hypotheses or reasons for the survival difference that we observed. So I will share three possible hypotheses of what might account for the worst survival in, in patients with pre-existing depression, anxiety, or both. Uh, the first potential reason for the worst survival is that patients with depression or anxiety might actually experience delays in treatment for their lymphoma. Uh, a new cancer diagnosis, lymphoma diagnosis, can be quite destabilizing and typically can be very overwhelming. In the absence of adequate mental health management and practical resources, patients who are experiencing these underlying disorders may have difficulty coordinating complicated treatment plans in a timely manner. Indeed, one study of patients with breast cancer actually showed that there was an association between severe mental illness and tr treatment delays. So this is certainly one mechanism that could potentially explain the relationship that we saw. And this is one mechanism we hope to examine in a future study uh, to be able to uh, more definitively answer this question. A second possible reason for the worst survival we observed in this study is that patients with mental health disorders likely experience more barriers, such as financial constraints, limited social support that may reduce their ability to adhere to the lymphoma treatment plan. For example, uh, a large meta-analysis that was conducted found that individuals with depression had three times greater odds of not adhering to medical treatment recommendations compared to individuals without depression. This suggests that lack of adequate support, which could be social or financial, even when initial lymphoma treatment after diagnosis begins on time, may then make it more difficult to adhere to the future treatment cycles or to seek out appropriate management of treatment-related side effects, which can then consequently reduce uh, survival time. And then the third and final potential mechanism that I will highlight today is the issue of mental health stigma. Despite the fact that there is more awareness um, in our current world about mental health issues, we know that there is still some existing stigma towards mental health disorders, uh, which may also perpetrate or be, uh, or be present in the medical system. Uh, prior research suggests that people who are dealing with mental health conditions may still experience some level of stigma even in the medical system. Uh, such stigma may impact uh, the type of treatment offered to patients, the timing of those treatments, or views about the ability of the patient to follow through with the treatment plan, which couldn't influence um, survival for patients. That's very interesting. Thank you. Um, and again, kind of related to this, uh, Thomas, if you could talk us through how these findings could be used in clinical practice in the future, that would be great. Uh, yes, definitely. I think there are a few uh, important clinical implications. Uh, so first off, given that almost uh, one in six people in our study had pre-existing depression, anxiety, or both disorders, and that this is possibly an underestimate, it really is important uh, for clinicians to screen their patients for these conditions so that they can be referred for appropriate uh, psychosocial care. Many patients won't volunteer this sort of information if they are not specifically asked or screened by their doctors. Second, uh, we found that having a pre-existing mental health disorder was highly prognostic in patients with diffuse large B-cell lymphoma. Uh, there are many known prognostic factors associated with diffuse large B-cell lymphoma, but many of these factors, such as age, uh, stage of lymphoma, 
and presence of any extranodal uh, disease are not modifiable. Our findings are clinically important because mental health disorders are in fact treatable. As a result, we feel that it is critical for patients with diffuse large B-cell lymphoma to receive a systematic mental health screening and management. Referring to mental health experts and providing practical resources that address barriers to mental health care will be uh, very important uh, in the future. And more effectively, treating these mental health disorders may lead to better outcomes for these patients, but additional research uh, is needed to investigate that question. And lastly, uh, we hope that our findings can help destigmatize mental health disorders. Uh, people who have mental health disorders can experience stigma broadly, uh, including from their medical providers. Uh, this stigma may be one of the contributors to worse outcomes. If we want to more effectively treat patients with diffuse large B-cell lymphoma and mental health disorders, uh, it really is crucial for clinicians not to stigmatize uh, mental health disorders and to offer appropriate care. And finally, just one more question about um, what you see as the next steps uh, for research and the impact of mental health conditions uh, in patients with diffuse large B-cell lymphoma, but also with other hematological malignancies. Um, thank you for that question. I'm really excited about the multiple types of research questions that this study could lead to. I think the first key next step in research is really to try to uncover the mechanism of the survival differences that we observed. As I mentioned earlier, we saw quite striking differences in the overall and lymphoma-specific survival of people with um, the mental health disorders we studied compared to those who did not have these disorders. So really uncovering the mediators or the factors that account for these differences would be important because it will help guide management and how to appropriately target the factors that contribute to the worst outcomes that we saw. The other area of research that I uh, that I think is key is utilizing other types of data to better understand mental health disorders in patients with lymphoma and other hematological malignancies more generally. So we've highlighted that the limitation of using claims data like we did in this study is that it may actually underestimate the true prevalence of these disorders. So employing data um, that include patient-reported outcomes rather than billing claims so that we can better understand the prevalence and the impact of these disorders longitudinally would also be an important next step in research. And then the final next step in research that I would love to highlight that I think is absolutely crucial is research that focuses on developing and testing interventions that directly target depression, anxiety, and other mental health conditions so that we can improve outcomes for our patients with lymphoma with respect to quality of life and potentially survival. While we know that there are a lot of psychological experts that we can refer our patients to, the need for their services likely exceeds the workforce and the supply of these experts. So also thinking about developing and testing digital patient interventions that can be widely disseminated would be very important um, in future research so that we can improve outcomes for our patients with lymphoma and improve their lived experiences throughout their disease trajectory and beyond. You can read Dr. Odaijaje's and Dr. Kuzmarski's research online now at thelancethematology.com. Thank you to Dr. Odaijaje and Dr. Kuzmarski, and thank you for listening to this episode of In Conversation With. Remember, you can subscribe to In Conversation With, The Lancet Hematology, wherever you usually get your podcasts.